1: Welcome to episode 117 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and with me is Sarah Debunting. Bunting. Hello. And I am pleased to tell you that today's episode is sponsored by Moist FM, WMST <laughs> 106.6, the panty dropper. And for reasons that will become clear very soon, you'll know why we chose to have them be our sponsors today. Sarah, can you tell us
2: more? Uh, I sure can. Um, first of all, before we forget our theme song today.
1: Yes. Why don't we take a moment to give a shout out to the composers and performers of our theme song? That would be Jack Baldelli and Laura Barger. Hey y'all, thanks, Boo. But uh but Sarah, uh (laughs) now that the panties have been dropped, do you care to explain how that (laughs) habit came to pass?
2: Well, I don't I don't know if they're gonna be They might be pulled back up by the end of this. Um, (laughs) And belted. (laughs) We are going to be discussing two uh, hits by the late Paul Davis uh, from the early 80s. Um, He had three hits, I would say, that probably everyone knows. Definitely, you know, Cool Night, even though you don't think you do. You probably remember 65 Love Affair. And there was a third one that I listened to and was like, this sounds familiar, but that was like his last charting single before he decided he didn't like what Arista was doing and that it was like too pop and mainstream. And he like stormed off to some no name label and basically was never heard from again.
1: Well, except, weirdly, he popped up again in the mid-'80s in country music. I don't know if you came across this. Yes, he did. He he had a number one duet with Marie Osmond on the country chart, a number one duet with Tanya Tucker. Well, there was three of them on that song, with Tanya Tucker and uh, Paul Overstreet. And then he wrote another number one song that was sung by Dan Seals. So he had a little mini resurgence on the country charts. But in terms of pop music... He was once he stormed away from his major label, that was it,
2: yes. So, um, generally speaking, in my life, uh, my brother Dave and I have this uh, shorthand WMST moist FM that refers to like 10 cc, uh, and I really want to see you tonight. Um, the works and Christopher Cross, Dan, Dan Fogelberg, yes, uh, Mr. Cross. Particularly when he's between the moon and New York City, yes. that's the that's the moistest of his uh, moist FM chart hits. I do not remember why um, I was transported back to third and fourth grade and Paul Davis's hits. Cool night for a song that didn't chart that aggressively. Actually, overall. It sure as hell seemed to be everywhere. I guess I was just in a lot of cars playing light FM right. or roller rinks where that was the couples skate, which, like, I hated songs like that because it's like, even if you are in a couple, which I was eight, whatever, no, <laughs> like, it's just really hard to skate to certain schmaltzy ballads of the period.
1: Right. Well, and this is one of those songs that though it peaked at number 11 on the hot 100 it did peak at number 2 on the adult contemporary chart so yes and yeah
2: your it dentist is both, yes your dentist the jiffy lube ew phrasing sorry um it is both adult and strangely like apt for these our contemporary times because initially i was just going to talk about cool night um and some of the feelings that it that it raised, uh, but then when I suggested on I am that we talk about Paul Davis or that I said I would be picking a Paul Davis hit, Mark was like, "Oh, sixty five Love Affair," and I was like, "No." But then I got to thinking, like, there are some really problematic rape culture things happening in both of these songs. Oh and yes, again, Paul Davis has not been around. To defend himself for a while. Um, I believe he actually... Someone shot his ass, but that's not why he died.
1: Right. He got shot <laughs> in the stomach and survived. He had a really hard life, actually, It's it seems. He got shot in the stomach and survived and then had a heart attack pretty young.
2: And then he had this ridiculously long um, hair like crazy long yes. game of thrones it's ridiculous and then it looks even like this one album cover it's just like flowing and there's like a daisy stuck in it which he probably doesn't even know is there because <laughs> it's so long that he has like i mean there's no nerve endings he doesn't know and there's like a little bird living in his beard anyway um let's hear a clip from cool night and then i'm gonna talk about some of the uh more upsetting <laughs> things about this song and i don't mean the casio <laughs> I'm not the only
1: don't feel right you can go
2: can you though Uh, okay i'm now it's my turn for a monologue here we go um paul davis has a really nice like appealing pretty sexy voice um the longing that he gets into that last come on over is i mean you know this is like perfect for what the song is trying to do but here's my issue i think what the song is trying to do is to get the ex over for some like rated pg snuggling and talking about feelings but then during the snuggling you the ex will feel little paul digging into the small of your back (laughs) it's gonna be weird and then i mean it's like well he is your ex and it's you know, that's not why you broke up and he's like being all annoying <laughs> and you finally just like have sex with him on the bearskin rug so it'll finally shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you then you qu- quickly put your hands in his hair, pull out the coins that have gathered there, put those in your purse
2: <laughs> and run out to your um Dodge Dart and drive away as quickly as possible. Um yeah, there're like two things competing here, which is this um like it's a very it's a very early 80s sound. Those sort of uh ersatz uh sweetened harmonies and that plaintive like you know, everyone else either got married or went to rehab and I'm the odd man out and this lady broke up with me because I wouldn't get a haircut and <laughs> so you have this um this this plaintive delivery um that that was very effective even when i was a kid and this song was actually popular and i was again in grade school there was this like a sort of beyond words like longing that was discernible to me in that way of like the mysterious and complex world of grown-ups and their giblets That, like, you don't Ah, understand ah, it, but you can, but you know what sadness and confusion and the desperation to connect are, even if you're eight. Right. So that was, that is very effective, but at the same time, you have this, like, problematic dude trying not very forthrightly to get some by modeling sensitivity, with the fireplace and the mulled wine, and I like I you know, I toasted my own nuts, like okay. <laughs> cool I like when, when like, you said
1: that, I actually just thought not like they uh, because I was too close to the fire, but I raised a glass of wine in honor of my <laughs> own nuts <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, but that's also what he'd like to do is to toast these nuts Uh, (laughs) there is just something like really icky and sad about it and also just that that was the state of like relationship politics at the time that this guy would be like oh no it's fine you can sit in the chair and i'll take the couch and we'll just like look at the fire and talk and then if it's weird you could totally leave but like we're not socialized to feel like we can leave that situation. Like if you go over to Paul Davis's house, you're going to have to deal with this nuts. <laughs> oh, Mark, I'm losing it. It's not even that funny. <clears throat> uh, oh. What are your What are your feelings about this song as a song? But also, were you getting that sort of like creepy, desperate, grabby? Yes, this, in Set, it. Okay. I'll answer
1: the second question first. Yes, <laughs> like uh, now I am. I didn't Ooh. actually know who Paul Davis was until about a year and a half ago or so because I play all of these games on the website Sporkle,
0: <laughs> where I am <laughs>
1: expected to be able to name. <laughs> I'm expected to be mm-hmm. able to name the artist behind every top ten song of the '80s, or like you know, can you hear hear the names of every top ten song of 1980? Can you name who sang them or whatever? So that's how I learned who Paul Davis was because of 65 Love Affair. And then I went back and I listened to them. Good job, Sporkle. Sorry?
2: Good job, Sporkle. Yeah,
1: exactly. Sporkle has helped me out a lot. But here's the thing. Once I listened to the song 65 Love Affair and then I looked up Paul Davis in my Billboard books and I saw Cool Night and I Drive Myself Crazy was a big hit of his in the 70s. I listened to those songs and I realized, oh, I do know these songs. They are very familiar to me. I've just always misattributed them. Like I thought maybe it was Air Supply or Sand or a Toto or you know like it's just yes. the- Toto is actually probably who I always thought it was or Chicago. But even that it's no Toto is I- it's either. I always it's just thought Toto. it was
2: Toto or so- Ten CC. It's very. It's a very similar like death of the cocaine and. Zipless fuck seventies. Yes. And and this sound. Yes. Yeah.
1: So Paul Davis is a he's a very good example of a sound without a specific identity because he wasn't he didn't break through with fame in that way. So I hear his songs and I'm I can identify the era and then I think of one of the bands whose names I already know and assume it belongs to him. That being said, I'm not mad at this song, but yes, it does definitely feel like he has combed a rake through his hair because you couldn't because <laughs> a rake is actually what you need therefore i did have to intentionally <laughs> invert that phrase and he's expecting it and yeah it's like the the shirt is unbuttoned all the way down to the navel yes yeah like i totally well
2: and also you're like two minutes late because there was traffic on the five and then he's like where have you been and you're like oh really dude like the it's, f- the fondue it's called some luberderm in a sweat sock get over yourself. the fondue
1: is starting to get a crust on top oh yeah and I, mean, I mean that, that is both a, ways. that is a
2: bummer that's but, that's legit
1: but i will tell you that the song that to me has even more of a an unfortunate uh an unfortunate uh, bleh, an unfortunate sexual harassment tone is 65 love affair
2: oh yeah no you're you're well into um you're well into like heavy misdemeanor territory let's hear a clip uh I'm sorry this is a little long but I needed to get at, at the beginning there's the part where he's about to commit a date rape and then at the end there's that one like wonderful call and response part that everybody has always responded to in the song that made it a hit so here's a clip from 65 love affair
0: well, I tried to make you-
2: I mean, look. <laughs> Just because that's how it was doesn't make it okay. Um so the whole like, "Oh no, baby." Uh, and there's definitely a well, no meant yes subtext there that I do not like at all. And the fact um, that it's
1: set to such a such a jumpy happy beat like, I tried to have sex with you, and you didn't want it, but I kept on pushing it. Hey! No, no,
2: (laughs) no. I I mean, I shouldn't be laughing, (laughs) but yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, it it doesn't sound like such a wonderful love affair if she had to fight you off at the movies. Like, maybe she just wanted to sit there and watch The Wild Bunch and not have (laughs) you... (laughs) pawing her and also blocking the screen with your giant mane of hair. Yes, And and another thing, Mr. Davis, cool it with the last verse key changes. We get it.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I also think that this song would not be out of place, at least in its sound, on Billy Joel's An Innocent Man album.
2: Yes, agree. Like- and this is definitely, there's definitely a subgenre of like, reminiscing about... A simpler time, and also, like as um, as a way of complaining that rock and roll used to just be like something fun and simple, and you just like played and sang and drank some beer and went home. And now, you know, the tortured life of the rock and roll musician on the road and the taxes and the ass cap and that. It, like that, this is there's definitely a subgenre of songs where it's like, remember when we were kids and we didn't know anything? Ignorance right. was bliss. Are we right? Also, I tried to get you to have sex with me and you didn't want to, but I refused to stop trying. Neat. Good times. Mm. I mean, whatever. Like the whole scuffle in the backseat of the car is a time honored uh, trope. Of narrative in film, in song. We
1: see you back to the future.
2: Yeah. Back to the future, Grease, The Outsiders. Um, It's just a little hard. And, you know, when I was a teenager, like, there was a certain ethos, unfortunately, that was like, well, it's fuck or fight sometimes. Right. But that was not okay. So... Hearing it sort of like memorialized in this song, where it's like life was so much simpler when right. a woman was just expected to give it up. To like, to, no. wist,
1: to wistfully think of those heady days when I put my hand up your skirt and you didn't
2: want me to. And you shrieked and ran out of the car. Do
1: up, yeah. diddy wop, diddy wop, do, <laughs>
2: fweep, fweep, go, team, go. And by team, I mean consent. But with that said, as a pop song, like if you gave it some more like, you know, less rapey lyrics, it's a very effective oh yeah, poppy song. And you have to wonder, and again, he's not here to defend himself, but you have to wonder what Paul Davis intended for these songs, since apparently he strongly objected to being like popified in this way. And it's yes. like, well, but what... Like if we um as we like to do, Allison Kraust this and like made it a little bit of a like bluegrass joint. Um Honestly,
1: given the darkness of the lyrics, I feel like PJ Harvey is the one who needs to be singing this. Ooh, yeah.
2: Sure. Or the Donna's.
1: Yeah. Like somebody who could get at how fucked up it is. And yeah. yet interestingly, this was his biggest chart hit on the hot one hundred, it peaked at number six. Like this was... I would
2: really like someone to do a, like, you know, Liz Fair's <laughs> Exile at Guyville. Maybe have Liz Fair just do like response songs to Ooh, these two songs. Yes. That and it the like the response would be like, um, it was a cool night <laughs> or it would be called I Did Go. <laughs> take your firelight and stick it up your ass. Yes. Um, or like 95 love affair where she's like, yeah, I jammed a chopstick into his palm. <laughs> <laughs> Got infected. He's dead now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I just went to a murdery place. There's um, oh. nothing to do with this podcast. I, I swear to God. But yeah, it really would be interesting to me to know like, what were the country versions of these? songs because i feel like they were much less manipulative and creepy probably and a little more just like sad and nostalgic right or maybe he just wasn't you know kind of grabby grubby <laughs> who didn't know how to accept no and self-soothe well, i, and it's I so, really can't say
1: what's so strange about it too is that he's he's been gone for so long and was never someone who got interviewed very much and didn't really become a celebrity. Like we'll just truly never know. There may, ne- there be-, there may be no record.
2: Yeah, it's true. Um, listeners, if you are like Paul Davis, if you have like a master's in Paul Davis.
1: Yes, please do tell us.
2: Yes. Um, <laughs> we're going to get an email from the former Mrs. Davis. who will be like, look, <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime,
1: hey. As you're gathering your Paul Davis facts and figures, and if you're Mrs. Davis, again, please don't tell us to cease and desist. We'll just we'll we'll print we'll 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 record a retraction if necessary. Anyway, just yeah. also remember, please only use chopsticks for their original intended purpose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and also, no means no. And you really can go, even if he's being awkward and he like locked the front door, just unlock it and leave. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. Tweet us at TalkSongs. Or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash become a supporter and producer of the podcast visit our patreon page at patreon.com slash and as always thank you for listening
0: Show me